welcome. Who wants to welcome everyone? That's you. Okay. So then welcome to Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. So I'm Bonnie. That's Karen. Yep. <laughs> it is. And I'm recording from my usual studio of my bedroom, my boudoir, my <laughs> bonoir. It's not good. Um, Gar- Karen, tell them where you're recording from in the car part. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's it. I am currently in a garage in my car because I'm not at home. And uh, yeah, and this is the only place that doesn't echo as much as in the place we're staying. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to record in the car. And my husband's like, are you going to turn it on? <laughs> so I thought that was a good idea. So it's on. No. <laughs> Uh, but you have the just, garage door open. No. <laughs> no. I'm totally closed in. Right on. And I decided, hey, let me put this hose. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. To yeah. edit. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're going to talk about coronavirus because we want to be like the cool kids but at the same time we are going to not tell you uh, medical stuff because I don't have my medical degree with me in this car what but we're <laughs> gonna just tell you about the so opposite from medical stuff which is some religious people's response to it but before that <laughs> or attempt to get in front of the problem with their silver solution oh my <clears throat> god yeah and by the way we're selling our own uh, uh yeah i'll tell you what we're selling later on because um there's something amazing i just oh yeah but it doesn't have you. anything to do with covid <sighs> yeah um First of all, if you could subscribe and rate and review, we have a cute little review by someone who wrote, I recently discovered this podcast and I'm catching up on all the old episodes. I appreciate you both so much. Laughter is such a good medicine. And that is what we're selling. So give Hell, us we're not even for selling it. This we're generously medicine. giving it to you. You know, once it's on the internet and it says medicine, it's real. So, <laughs> right. But we would really appreciate all those things. So get it going because you know you're at home and you don't get to go out and be with friends anyway. So we're your only friend. So please rate and subscribe <laughs> and review. I like to think of somebody going to their car and just listening. Like, oh, my God, I've got to get away from my family. I'm going to go sit in the car. Are you going to turn it on? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) That's it. I know. I'm sure there are people like, oh, this is my least favorite place. (laughs) Where to me, I'm like, yay, I'm sorry. I cannot attend anything. (laughs) But it's okay. We'll wear masks and come to your house. No, I'm very, (laughs) I feel something coming on. Oh, my gosh. So, So, yeah, we are going to laugh about things, but we know how serious it is. So, Of course. If we didn't, we'd be idiots. Exactly. So that's the thing. 
people are saying, oh, the media is getting everyone panicked and scared. Should you be scared? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So Not scared, th- cautious. Right. I think scared and fear is totally fine. Like, it's in our DNA to run away from, you know, mountain lions and to understand what we should be staying away from. Sure. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say about, you know, why are Americans so uh, non-obedient? You know, like other countries, they see it as communal and they're staying home and they're doing what is, you know, prescribed. But Americans are still out and about and oh it's yes people were posting last night that uh the people who are about 40 and healthy need to stop posting pictures celebrating in a bar yeah (laughs) like (laughs) this is this is behavior that we do down here in florida when we're prepping for a hurricane and we know what's coming and um that's one of the neat things i shouldn't say neat but (laughs) <laughs> one of the, one of the, it's not a benefit, but it's one of the feelings of solidarity that now the whole universe is feeling with us, what we feel when we're prepping for a hurricane. There's the stocking up on stuff. Um, there's the knowing that the shit is coming and it's coming mm-hmm. slowly, but it could speed up and, um, and going to the grocery store and just wandering the aisles going, what do I need? Yeah. And then there's the buying crap food and coming home and eating it immediately and going, shit, <laughs> I didn't ration that out to myself at all. I am going to last one day. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like a universal camaraderie. But it's also with this, I remember prepping for hurricanes too. And it's very... It feels very apocalyptic right now. Yes. And prepping for hurricanes as an adult is different than when we were kids in one way that people take it as a chance to hang out with their friends and drink. Right. Right. Which the hanging out with friends part here is not so great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, And I have not been drinking since you started me on dry January. Yeah. yeah. So I just kept with that. And now well, I'm like, oh, man, I don't even want to drink for fun anymore. So oh, aren't you just special and perfect? No, I wish uh-huh. I did because <laughs> now they've taken everything away from me. They took tennis away. Tennis is gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm thinking about that for my dad. Like, he's all quarantined, and that's the same thing, where it's like no baseball, no football. And he's like, and I hate basketball. Like, well, it doesn't matter anyway. They took it away. (laughs) Because two years in a row, I think when we were, when a hurricane was approaching, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I can watch every U.S. Open match. And now it's just tennis reruns yeah yeah 
it's it's it can be very spooky and i think maybe that's why people react and are like i'm not letting fear hold me back let's go into a crowd of people which is very american like americans right. we're we were made created by independence we're breaking away we're being independent and that is our downfall so many times. That's why we have, you know, a lot of division. We don't think communally like a lot of other countries. Um, I feel and, like I feel like uh, somebody we know is very likely on Facebook to say, if you don't go to a bar and drink, then the terrorists have won. Like, yeah, what? That's no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, it's a kindness, you know, to stay away because – it's the people that we don't know and the elderly and people with, yeah, immune things that we can affect just by being a carrier and right. passing in the night, even though I don't get out at night. <laughs> so, anyway, so yeah. should we get right into the, the churchy part of this? Yeah. So talking about social distancing, I've seen a lot of written messages and video messages from pastors and preachers and the like giving a long message about, you know, God doesn't want us to have a spirit of fear and, you know, pray and pray. I think today is the day Trump said everyone needs to pray, which is frustrating in so many ways because they uh, are going to claim, look, prayer works. Things are starting to get better in two weeks, a month, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's what's happening in China because it peaks and then... Because there's you know, a natural every... progression of things. Yeah, and they're going to claim that as a spiritual victory, which is going to piss me right <laughs> off. But, but yeah, I'm listening to all these pastors, and I shared our old pastor and his video with you. Did you watch it? I did, and I didn't want to because the second he, he starts out with, hey, by the way, we as Christians, how should we react? Well, we should be cautious. And then he launches into, and we should pray. And I'm like, well, well, no kidding. And did you get to the end? Yeah, I figured I'd save something for you to say. Well, let's let me go back. I mean, I'm happy. I just watched it. I remember what it was. Then he started up with um, this is a great opportunity for us to share the gospel. I know it's it's you know, I saw uh, I have a friend who runs a store and um, she was selling something that is good for your immune system. It isn't hocus pocus on this one. It's proven. And people, one person said, oh, look at you just capitalizing, you know, and she's like, no, I've been selling this forever. Oh, my God. That's blah, blah, so blah. rude. Yeah. And, you know, but I think <laughs> this is exactly it's sort of that capitalizing for real being like, oh, okay, people are fearful. They need God and Jesus. And so what do you say to them? Is right. he saying, hey, you're scared you're going to die? Well, let me tell you how you can live forever. I mean, I realize if that's your whole purpose in life, it is an opportunity. 
but mm-hmm. I just uh, makes yeah, me uncomfortable. I, right. But speaking about capitalizing, listen to this guy. Um, okay. The, uh, this is what came across my Yahoo News this morning. Man <laughs> has 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer he can't sell. So right. uh, this brings me to my new favorite segment, this <laughs> jackass. <laughs> so this jackass and his brother went around hoarding all of the supplies, jacking up the price and selling them on Amazon. And then they right. shut him down. So now he's all bummed because he can't <laughs> gouge people. <laughs> and they even show a picture of him, which I think is awful because yeah. now he's identified. Right. He's going to have to barricade his house with those bottles. And P.S. Well, never mind. <laughs> he's from Tennessee. You can say it. Oh, which- he is. Did you know this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he's from Tennessee and um, not near me. But, but I never realized until we started doing this that so many of these people are from Tennessee as well as Florida. Oh, yeah. What is yeah. our magnetism? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all us. But the idea... Oh, yes. One of... Um, my local friends posted, okay, this guy does not represent the volunteer state. And I'm like, that's right. The whole volunteer part is, um, that's not exactly what it means. But the irony of it is very true. He might represent you all because his shorts are below his knees and he's got a bajillion mosquito bites on his legs. Ooh. Oh, then he, he yeah, he's in the country. Then. He didn't stock up on the right things. <laughs> That's it. And talking about right things, the thing I'm going to sell is um, what I have been putting on my hands for the last week and a half. And then I put it on, squirted my little sanitizer uh, on the people in the car. Uh, we're traveling. <laughs> and I'll tell. Did you bring strangers with you? <laughs> or did you bring non family members with you? Well, I thought it was a good idea to just get strangers in the cars for us to cough on each other. But I put the sanitizer on their hands. They're like, ew, this one's weird. It's so thick. I've been putting straight aloe vera gel on all of us and myself. No alcohol. Why? No sanitizer. I thought it was sanitizer. I picked up the wrong thing. And I have a mini bottle of just very moisturizing treatment <laughs> for sunburns that we're putting on our palms. Oh. And I put it on my husband's. And so he was holding the steering wheel with just the tips <laughs> of his fingers because <laughs> otherwise he would stick to it. <laughs> so if you'd like moisturized hands during this difficult time. So you're going to sell that? Yeah. Right. I'm going to be on next week's Bonnie segment of this jackass. <laughs> okay, moving on to jackasses. We've talked about him. He's back. Let's bring out Jim Baker. Oh, God. Oh, man. Well, I think I told you... We talked last time, I think. Yeah, yeah. And what I would like the preachers... Hold on, let me cough. Nope, not a cough. Um, 
<clears throat> what I'd like the preachers to say instead of, you know, don't fear and all that is, hey, I'm not an expert in any of this. Please go to John Hops- Johns Hopkins website and watch their panels on this because they have all the information. That's what I'd like them to say. And when I watch the Johns Hopkins panel, one of the women, her main thing was misinformation. And she's like, oh, I'm headed to Capitol Hill to talk about um, the misinformation that's on the web so that legal action can be taken. I'm going to be doing that on Thursday and on Friday, the FDA and other things came up against Jim Baker and his freaking snake oil treatment. <laughs> Silver for... solution. Yeah. Yep. So apparently the state of Missouri filed a lawsuit against him to stop them from advertising it as a, a treatment for this coronavirus. Thank God. And then the New York Attorney General's office sent a cease and desist letter to him, accusing him of defrauding the public. But wouldn't it be frauding the public? <laughs> but he was com- he, he was committing fraud years ago. So I love that we say, oh, yeah, go back out and see what you can try a second time. And yeah. people are still buying it. But uh, ha, did you, there was something I read where somebody was, oh, oh, it was an idiot friend of ours from high school. Yeah. Uh, he was posting uh, in regards to somebody else's post. He was commenting on their Facebook post and said, go ahead, you know, keep, keep harping on these things. These things are in the past. I'm like, the past is 24 hours ago. That's, that's present adjacent you don't just go, aha, I'm going to lie to the public. Oh, you forgive me now? Right, no. right, exactly. And, yeah. and that's what, it seems like he's out there, okay, okay, here's my silver solution. What? Okay, I stopped. See, am I forgiven? Exactly. Uh, and I, I did look at his website. He has taken it down, but I am waiting for, like, his response to how you know, the devil is is coming after him. Mm-hmm. But the letter, do you want to read what the uh, New York Attorney General said about what's happening with Baker? Oh, I don't have that letter. I have it right here. Um, oh, you mean that little quote? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Want me to read it? Yeah, that'd be great. Your show's segment may mislead consumers as to the effectiveness of the Silver Solution product in protecting against the current outbreak, wrote Lisa Landau, chief of the New York Attorney General's Office's Healthcare Bureau. The World Health Organization, quote, has noted that there is no specific medicine to prevent or treat this disease, the letter said. It gave Baker 10 business days to comply or face legal action. And that's when everything went down on his, yeah, on his website. And they're also saying, you know, like we've said before, that his silver solution is actually dangerous in general. Yeah. It's not just it won't help. It's it will turn you into a, you know, someone with bad blood. But it does turn your skin blue is what some... (laughs) sites have said silver Uh, 
man, he's just killing me. Well, then there's this preacher in New Zealand, and he's been getting a lot of news because, uh, okay, his name's Brian Tamaki of Destiny Church. And I swear, anything that's named like Destiny Church or... That's um, a stripper name, by the way. <laughs> that's a good one. Is <laughs> uh, definitely going to be wonky. But he was speaking in Auckland, and he said that Bible-believing Christians, and here's the little phrase, who tithe <coughs> have, a, okay. have a Psalm 91, quote, protection policy against the coronavirus. He's like, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor, oops, let me do it, um, <laughs> New Zealand. You you will not, no, you will not, uh, forget it. I'm Not fear. I, there you the go. The terror of night, <laughs> nor the arrow, sorry, <laughs> that flies by day, nor the um, pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. And he said, we needn't fear there's a lot of hysteria that has been engendered by certain elements about this pandemic. And what he means is that satanic spirits control how the viruses travel in the air, right. but that Christians that tithe are safe <laughs> from the virus. I just and would like to interject here. My Please uh, do. One one of the things that I think is concerning all of these pastors, and he he kind of chips away at a little bit of the tip of it, is the tithe thing. Because guess what's coming up? Easter. Oh, and Easter yes. is the time of year where they rely on a lot of offerings because the, what do they call them? Cheesters, the church, or priesters, <laughs> the Christians who only come out for Easter, they right. come out and they donate, and it's a bigger donation time than Christmas because they aren't spending their money on gifts, it's just Easter, so they're relying on those donations, and if they can't get humans in there, what are they going to do? Very true, yep, I guess they have the please, let's, I'm going to be on line this is how you find me and then i bet under it it has a tie button yep <laughs> yep but that's the thing like how unsafe this is they interviewed i think this was on npr they interviewed like a a reverend and let me just say reverend helen jacoby which you know that's enough for this guy probably not to listen because it's a female, but <laughs> she's we don't like, know you know, that he hates ladies. No, but he does. Um, <laughs> that she's like, it's incredibly unsafe. Follow public health advice, and this is very dangerous. But my favorite part is she said, it's also very amusing that he's chosen that particular psalm, given that it was used by the devil to test Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she got her little <laughs> click in there. <laughs> but it is so what the, they are really doing, though, is saying, don't fear. Don't have a spirit of fear. And if 
their followers really put that into practice, then they're the ones that are not social distancing themselves. They're thinking, God will protect me in any situation, and I'm going to go out into the world and not fear. And that's what is causing, you know, this full circle, keep on going mentality that is driving me fucking insane. Well, Gavin DeBecker, who is head of security for a lot of organizations out in Los Angeles, uh, he wrote a book called The Gift of Fear. And fear is a gift. Fear keeps you from putting your hand in a fire. But at the same time, you go, oh, I'm afraid of that. So I will go away from it. And then you stop. You don't need to focus on the fear. You don't need to live in fear. You go, oh, fear equals saving myself. So we should be in fear a little bit, but we shouldn't, you know, think that that's letting the terrorists win. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think the whole toilet tissue buying fiasco, (laughs) I didn't get it at first. And then I understood, oh, well, if we're going to be quarantined, we need toilet tissue. But it went into such a frenzy and that it reminds me of religion, where it's like we have landed on this one thing, and it's made the next person do it, and the next, and then everyone's doing it, and people don't even know why. So people are buying it, but they don't know exactly why they're buying that rather than, you know, whatever, you know, bread or milk or whatever else you would really need to hoard. Well, it's just going I can, into I can this. see a couple things. A, you're never going to not need it. Right. But I feel for the people, I, I've still got a lot of friends in New York who are posting things like, leave some toilet paper for the poor old ladies who are struggling to make yeah. it to the grocery store to try to get some stuff. And how about the people who can't spend hundreds of dollars, they have a limited budget and need to buy it as they have the money? Yeah. Just why it's a me 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 mentality. And you can also ration what you've got. You right. use the toilet paper for the certain thing you're doing and you use the blow dryer for the other. Oh my, that's gross. <laughs> Listen, I'm here to save the world. Um, well, I'm here yeah. to tell you that I have always shopped like that. Um, I, When I lived in New York, I would sometimes call the bodega down the street and have them deliver one roll of toilet paper in addition to, you know, other things. Right. But if I didn't want to order a roll of toilet paper <laughs> and I found myself with some paper towels and a garbage bag to dispose of them, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's it. Like <laughs> well, it sometimes it, happen. You get creative. You got to do what you got to do. And, you know, this whole thing is this amazing study and social dynamics. You also, know? you could go to church and steal their toilet paper. I know, I know. We stayed at a hotel two nights ago, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not stealing their toilet tissue. And when we dropped the dogs off at this kennel they love, they, um, the lady's like, do you need hand sanitizer? I'm keeping it behind the counter because someone already stole one. Oh. I'm like, fuck Oh, this. that's... Yeah. That's so shitty. It oh, is. But um, uh, somebody else is on the same 
excitement as my mom is, the bidet bandwagon. My mom keeps saying, yes, I'm going to get this bidet attachment. I'm like, you go for it. (laughs) Yep. I I mean, I I can't even tell you. Yeah. Uh, We're going to put some of the stories and what you and I are doing about the coronavirus and how it's affecting us personally over on Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com slash deconversion. All right. But, we'll wait to talk about the stupid, shitty personal stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look what you win. Right. <laughs> Look what um, you win. But yeah, I, oh my God. I, have, I will say about the toilet paper though, it's come to my attention that, um, <laughs> Or no, it's not come to my attention. I am reminded of my worry about the message on the Scott toilet tissue roll that said one week equals one roll. And how I was thinking, well, maybe not for some of us. And now I'm kind of going by that going, uh, okay, here's my stock of toilet paper. (laughs) That's right. When should I worry? And is that written for men or women? Because it's different. Yeah, it is different. And a guy on Instagram, a man, said, "What is everyone so worried about? How much toilet paper do you need?" I'm like, well, let's tell you that every time you pee, you don't need it. Right. Exactly. Anyway, sorry. And That's when I personal. first, when I first saw that Australians, they were the first ones to start doing this whole hoarding of toilet tissue. They were. I didn't, yeah, and I didn't get it. I was like. Are they, is that to put in your mask? Like, I I couldn't figure out why they're doing it. Um, but then, yeah, then my husband, who's Aussie, talked to his father or mother, and it's like, why why are these news reports coming that you guys are hoarding it? And, and then, you know, it's like, duh, if you're quarantined, and we're like, oh, yeah, we're Americans. We do what we want. Um, <laughs> but then the panic because the terrorists won't win. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I That's love the, the toilet American tissue access. I bought from Iran. It's great. They are selling individual rolls of toilet paper with Trump's face on them still yeah. on Amazon. But it's like $6 and I refuse. Right, right. I got given that a few Christmases ago. And put that in the guest's bathroom. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, so s- talking about uh, shit, we have Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> My who God. I say everyone just go and watch his video. So he loves to get up close to the camera, put his hand out, and be like, I'm going to pray for you through the television. And somehow... I, I'm yeah, more so he's in- right up at the camera. Yeah. Aiming his, his palm at the camera. His whole face is very claymation-y. Yep. I don't know if it's Botox or what's happening, but <laughs> when he does it, I don't know if you watched the video, but you hear the person who recorded it yeah. responding earnestly. <laughs> so I don't know if this guy posted it and then people were like, what? And or then, is that the cameraman talking back to him? Yeah. I don't so, know. It's like... Um, so Kenneth, he's standing there talking to the camera, and he's got his eyes closed at one mm-hmm. point. And he says, 
oh, the devil is trying to give you the flu or whatever else kind of thing he's trying. And then he pops open his eyes and he goes, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's so creepy. It really is. And his hand is covered in oil that he uses to anoint you. But it looks like Kentucky jelly. <laughs> and I would love if he just, you know, well, I've got to touch the actual lens. Right. And then it just gets <laughs> the all lens blurry. Gets blurry. <laughs> but, yeah, the person on the other side's like, yes, amen. That's right. I receive you, Lord. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this guy put it up somewhere earnestly. And now, you know, rightwingwatch.org or whatever has taken it and run with it. <laughs> And run. But some of the things that are good, I think the Methodist church is like, you know what? We're shutting down. Everyone stay at home. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful that most of these churches are doing the right thing. Oh, but, but the Bethel church. Yeah. It's a healing church in Redding, California. They've shut down, and their whole their whole mindset is we're we're healers, right? So they're healers, and they're shutting things down, <laughs> right? Like, but we uh, maybe we can heal feel, something else for you. Yeah, that confident in the healing. Well, that's the church that they've ha- been in the news a lot because they've had some really hurtful LBGT. References and they're the one that the woman who's like in their praise and worship team's daughter died, but they believe she'd be brought back to life. Remember that whole thing? Oh, is that them? Yeah, yeah. Oh God, because I I was excited because we should talk about them specifically one day. Because did you know they have something called the BSSM? This church it's specifically? This church okay. specifically. Oh, uh, good. Because they're in California. Oh, um, they have the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, which yes. teaches prophecy and yep. faith healing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, so there's this article on BuzzFeed about... <laughs> About it, and it starts out. It's the first day of Prophecy Week at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, or as students here like to call the place, Christian Hogwarts. Oh God! <laughs> uh, although they didn't read the book because they're super scared of it, and they shouldn't it call it witchcraft. that. They shouldn't even oh call it that because they're not allowed to read it. That's um, right. But there's uh, a book by the. Um, the school's founder called Basic Training for the Prophetic Ministry. Right. But um, <clears throat> just the fact that supernatural is in the school's name to me oh, is yeah, hilarious. Yeah. There are plenty of those, and we can definitely get into some of the kook that's going on. Maybe we'll do one on Bethel. And their school, Supernatural. Yeah. Oh, that was a good show. <laughs> Again, though, if churches cancel, they're going to miss out on those good Easter donations. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if people go to church still, just, I don't know. I don't know how to protect you. You know, you're you're on your own, but don't fucking 
come out and infect other people. That's all I can say, because that is when I will turn into the devil. Uh, we Again, we're going to carry on some of this conversation on Patreon. We really want to offer the people in there some extra fun. But to people who are listening, I really do hope everyone stays safe. Um, uh, going back to our dear friend Carmen, who we did an episode on, he is still going to do some concerts and some crooning uh, for people, and he feels that it's important that people get together and, you know, pray for healing for the country. So uh, this is someone who has an immune deficiency already because of his cancer. Oh, crud, that's right. But he's not going to be close to them. He'll be on stage. I know, but it doesn't matter because it's the droplets in the air. This is definitely an airborne thing that masks don't even help. So, you know, we just can't, we can't help everyone. They're not listening. <laughs> they're, they're going out there and they want to drink and get together with people. Or they want to, you know, go to these Christian gatherings. And I just hope all our listeners stay safe in this environment and definitely DM us like y'all do or um and if you're stuck at home with somebody who's hassling you about your religious status let yeah. us know on our Facebook group because to me this is just like one big long not holiday celebration christmas at home yeah, that's it it can just be for all of us who are like Oh, we got some shit to tell you about our family. And you can send in letters um, at our website, deconversiontherapypodcast.com, and we will read them about how terrible your family is to deal with. Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be a lot of divorces and babies and uh, murders after this whole quarantine situation. Here here is my prediction that Rafael Nadal will take advantage of this time out of the spotlight and have some more hair plugs put in. That's what I was going to say. That's right, because that's what he did last time. There was a big gap, and he might make a baby. So that's what what I'm hoping for. Right. You know, in (sighs) a few months, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. But won't that ruin his body? Um, okay, thanks Aww. for listening. <laughs> and see some of you over on Patreon. Adios. Don't be a shit pile and take all the toilet paper. <laughs> to wipe up your shit piles. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>